Welcome into the Irish NFL show in partnership with Buskers on the Ball. And that is where we are this Saturday morning ahead of week three of the NFL season. Tomorrow night, Chicago Bears are going to be on here in life, albeit with a number of different games and red zone, of course. Great coverage in the bar. And the Chicago Bears are on against the Kansas City Chiefs. It's on Sky Sports, Colin. And you asked me, you know, when we were kind of having conversations around what we we're going to discuss it in in buses this weekend and we said let's go with a bit of a team let's discuss the surprising moments of the season so far are the surprising teams the Bears are my surprising team because I can't get over how the wrong teams have gone so quickly because there was so much expectation going into the season we spoke to Connor about it in the lead of the season we had kind of had the aspirations of a 7-8 win season kind of tailed back on that Justin Fields has gone back in my opinion I spoke about that on our show earlier in the week He's regressed from what we saw last year. His quarterback said straight is down. His sacks are up from last season. His interceptions are up. He looks all at sea last weekend in Tampa for the last parts of that game. And of course, this week, we've had the offense court, sorry, the defensive coordinator walk away from, from the Chicago Bears and obviously the FBI are involved because it's off the field stuff where he, there's a speculation around unauthorized images being found in his home. The irony of it was Peter Tillman by all accounts from the FBI, a former Bears player who brought this, you know, I suppose opened this up to the Chicago Bears. And then we've seen Justin Fields over the past few days suggest that he's not playing with it. He's playing with it himself because the offensive coordinator is not allowing him to go out and do what he wants to do on the field. So towards the afternoon that they're hugging each other on the field as if like nothing's wrong. It seems to be a lot wrong. And I know Connor has touched on it during the week. Yeah, it's a surprise for me, both off the field and on the field, because it looked like they were going in the right direction after an aggressive free agency and a reasonably good draft. And a lot of Bears fans are very optimistic going into this season. That's where that's where that's where I'm at with it. Just do you want to have you got anything to say on that? Do you think I'm I'm going off on a tangent that it's too early in the season to be suggesting that the Bears are are there's a surprise force, the surprise force in the league right now for all the wrong reasons? No, I think that they are the worst team in the league at the moment. I mean, to me, if you were to compare the situations between the Bears and the Cardinals, the wheels have completely come come off in Chicago. Now, what could be interesting is how they perform, you know, against the Chiefs this weekend. Because, you know, sometimes when a team has their back up against the wall, they can surprise. We've seen that in the NFL. But equally, they could get utterly steamrolled. And, the, the Justin Fields comments in the press conference were really interesting in, in a number of ways because I feel that we're in danger of, you know, players not speaking so openly because as soon as they say anything, it gets absolutely jumped on. And yeah, I, I think Justin Fields was criticizing his coaches to an extent, but I think it was partly that he was also kind of reflecting on you know, what is going wrong for him? And I think problem from my reading of it when I first saw it was, I think he's thinking he there's too much in his head. There's too much going on. And, and he, he hears the coach's voices rather than a direct criticism of them, maybe. But then it became this huge story. And he tried to, um, you know, uh, walk it back. But the clip was out there. And yeah, I, it, everything just feels off. But what could you say is working for the Bears? Because the defense isn't um, working. The uh, No part of the offense is working. I don't think it's just Fields that has regressed, Brian. My concern is that 
The line is worse than it ever was. The run game has regressed. D- I mean, Moore, DJ Moore is a good wide receiver, but is he an elite talent in the way in which the Bills brought in digs for Josh Allen in the way that the Eagles went out and got AJ Brown? No, he's not. And beyond him, nobody has stepped up for the Bears. So I, I'm not that surprised, I suppose, that they're one of um, your surprises because we expected them to be better. I don't think any of us thought the Bears were going to set the world on fire, but we we did expect them to be better than certainly we've seen. They were favorites in the opening game against the Packers, albeit a, a low line in terms of a betting aspect, but that was the nature of where they were at. People su- suggested this Bears team were going to surprise teams in the NFC, in the NFC North this year. And I can understand the frustration of many Bears fans around around Moore because from the plays in which we have seen in week one, and even slightly, not as probably big a dynamic as we saw in week one compared to week two, but when he gets the ball, he is explosive. And fans of all teams obviously have frustrations when there's no scheming room getting your best players on the ball. And that's essentially what we've seen for large parts of the two games. In terms of this game tomorrow night, like Bears are very, very popular here. They should be, you know, in Dublin, and there should be a good crowd of Bears fans in for this game. And no one's given the Bears a chance. And we've seen in the past that when teams are backs up against the wall, and that's how it feels at the moment for the, for the Chicago Bears after a week in which we've seen with the defense coordinator having to resign, the Bears coming out with statements, the speculation throughout the course of the week. And then obviously, as you said, you touched on there, throw in a Justin Fields press conference, which he then tailed back on slightly. But sometimes when you don't expect anything from a team, they find a way of navigating a victory. I think it's hard-pressed to see how they can go into Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs will still be ruined that week one loss on the opening game of the season. What is acceptable in this game for, for the Bears? Like, is it a case of be respect, get a respectable score, get some bright spots from the quarterback, move on to week four when they play the Broncos? And they might they may see that game as a very winnable game by the time that one comes around next week. Yeah, but what if they get hockeyed? I mean, in terms of what's acceptable, they needed to... This season wasn't so much about winning, but it was about seeing that Justin Fields was the guy. I, I don't think you could say he is. I mean, at, at this point, if you're the Bears, unless he takes an enormous step forward, you're looking at, I think, drafting QB. And that's not to say... I think Justin Fields has talent. I just don't think it's going to work in Chicago. I think too much has gone wrong. There's, you know, especially if, you know, if the head coach and and GM are going to remain in situ there, I think they have to move on. And remember, they could end up with two picks in uh, the the top five. Yeah, my danger on that is last January when we were doing, as well, the end of season coverage, I suggested the Bears should trade Justin Fields now because I think that was the best opportunity to get valuation on him and get enough picks back potential for this year and for next year. I don't think you'll see that valuation being returned come come this offseason if he continues to play as he is. But we'll move on from the Bears. They are my surprise team for all the wrong reasons at this stage of the season. The Ireland life here in Buskers on the ball. Tomorrow night on the road against the, against the Chiefs. Now, one team who won't be playing tomorrow, Alan, and won't be on live or on red zone in here in the bar is the, the Rams. And the Rams, for all the concerns leading into the season when Sean McVay was still interested in being a coach in this league and not in the TV boot have come out and surprised a lot of people win winning week one on the road in Seattle and gave a very admirable admirable performance against the, the 49ers last week. And 
Do you see this continuing? Do you see this Rams team? I know you're going to suggest a, a surprise now, but when this surprise becomes something of, of a season where we look back and go, God, it's always that team that you never thought would come again. Yeah, I, I do think it can be the Rams, and they are my pick as by surprise thus far. And I say that, you know, even though they they aren't sitting at 2-0, and but look at a... I suppose the off season that they had and the preseason. I always say, and anyone who listens to the podcast will know, I say never read anything into preseason. But it was preseason coupled with the injuries, coupled with the speculation, uh, coupled with you know the the talk of who were they going to move on from. Uh, th- this was a team that you know they they lost to um, the the Chargers in preseason, they lost to the Raiders in preseason, and got absolutely blown out. Uh, by my Broncos in the last game, which is why I say never take too much notice of preseason. But they then lost Cooper Cup. There were so many kind of unknowns. But McVay has thrived and the offense has thrived in terms of, you know, having guys look to step up. And I think perhaps because, you know, we, we again, we, there's so much of a spotlight. And think about Matthew Stafford. When he came out and he said, I need to find a way of uh, connecting with the younger guys on the roster. And we all thought, I suppose, oh my goodness, this is this could be a problem here. But in, it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe that was him acknowledging he needed to do something and he took action rather than a team burying its head in the, the sand. And you'd have to say, Pukua has been the revelation of the first two weeks, uh, you know, depending on when Cup comes back, could he end up as the most targeted receiver over the course of the season? Uh, the, they've had also uh, some of the more memorable moments on the mic when Aaron Donald had the, the rush on Gino and we heard Gino scream, oh my God. Uh, so they ha- still have that disruptive force. There there are issues. I mean, they've, they've basically given away Cam Akers uh, for for almost nothing, so the you know that was a, an issue that had bubbled on from last year, and again that was a talking point in the off season because it hadn't been resolved. Well, it has been resolved now, and they've decided to just accept that it wasn't going to work. But that's another distraction gone. And again, you know, you're going to have probably more young guys come in there, but clearly McVeigh is. A very talented offensive mind. They have a good DC in place. And, you know, in the NFC, you know, they can, I think, continue to surprise. I'm not saying the Rams are winning the the Super Bowl. But, yeah, I I think they'll win a a lot more games than I expected them uh, to have done back in July, August. Yeah, if they were to put off, the, I don't even think it'd be a shock, Brandon. We're not sure where Joe Burrow's injury status is come Monday night. We're obviously discussing this game on Saturday morning and off game Monday night. If they were to win and go 2 1, a lot of people will start taking notice. You touched on Cam Akers there, and that brings me nicely to the opening game, which is on live in Sky Sports at In the Bar here tomorrow evening. And that's the Vikings hosting the Chargers. Both teams 0 2, both needing to get their first win of the season. Who needs this one more? Is it is it the Chargers because of the nature of the AFC? Or can the Vikings still recover, albeit if they were to go 0-3? A great game. Kick off the evening live in the bar here in Buskers on the ball. The, for me, Brian, in terms of who needs it more, it's absolutely the Chargers. I, I, I said it on the show on, on Tuesday. 
I know no team wants to lose. But think about it. The Vikings are coming into this feeling that they, you know, were unlucky in some ways against, you know, the Eagles, who we know are a very good team. The Chargers are coming in all at sea. Kevin O'Connell isn't standing up in front of a mic at press conferences after the game, losing his mind at any kind of question that a journalist asks. They're not under the same sort of pressure. The the Vikings are using this to find out what next year looks like. You know, life after Kirk Cousins, probably. Um, so they want to be competitive, but they don't need it in the same way. The Chargers have got to every they went all in on this and there were enormous expectations and the pressure is obviously on Staley but a lot of talk this week if you check out social media if you check out the journalists the the pieces and the podcast everyone's talking about Tom Telesco potentially being on the hot seat too makes for a very intriguing game to kick off week three in Buskers on the ball whether you're a Chargers fan a Vikings fan Red zone is your is your gig to be numerous of games here. I mean, we're we're surrounded in this barrier right now, Colin, by 12, 13 screens. Obviously, we had our live show here in last last month. It's a fantastic location within the WC Centre for, for all NFL fans to get down here on a Sunday evening. Yeah, and I think one of the great things about it as well, Brian, is the fact that you get kind of a, a, a number of kind of hardcore fans from Ireland and we know that you're going to have uh, various kind of meetups during the course uh, of the season with different fan groups but obviously you get a lot of people who are visiting Ireland who are interested in the NFL who also find their way to, to Buskers so you get the opportunity to maybe chat to fans uh, from the States but from all over I know I've met fans from Italy from France from Germany who wanted to watch a game on a Sunday night and have made their way into to Busker. So there's always a, a decent atmosphere in the, the bar. And, you know, they, it's, it's uh, I suppose, the opportunity to, to play a bit of uh, air hockey uh, before the NFL kicks off uh, is always good crack as well. Yeah, and there's a watch party here in a couple of weeks, weeks' time for the 49ers fans against the Browns. Colin, for now, I really appreciate your time. What we think? Buskers on their ball for their continued support of the Irish NFL show and their partnership throughout the season. For now, Colin, thank you. See you in the bar again next month.